Manimal here. It is Tuesday, February 27th, and today on a brand new episode of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about a couple of veteran free agents that came off the board today. We're also going to talk about all the news and notes from spring training. We've got a spring training box score from yesterday, and we're going to talk about the all-star weekend festivities, what's happening, when it's happening. So join us today on Texas Rangers with the boys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Just in case you needed a reminder, we are in the full swing of spring training and your Texas Rangers are the defending World Series champion, and we got a ton of stuff going on today. Uh, as your defending champions, um, have a, have a lot of news going on. So before we jump into that, my name is Kevin Frazier, aka YBK. If you want to catch me on social media, that's Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F R A Z I E R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. And you can also check us out on the World Wide Web, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Uh, Owen White sitting 94, topping out at 96. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you didn't understand what's going on there, that, that website is all one word. And joining the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull, ever adding more to the show in any way humanly possible. First, it was Facebook. Uh, then it was, then it was the www dot, and now we're saying random things um, instead of all one word in our intro. So how you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on social media? And maybe for our new listeners, maybe you need to explain what's going on there. Oh well, I'm just uh, you know trying to get my uh, my words in accordingly, and uh, if we're gonna have a, a space where we would just say all one word that doesn't seem to to uh, uh to, to suffice anymore because everyone knows it's all one word now right right i'm just giving out little ranger tidbits mm. in the middle of it i like that and uh maybe maybe today i'll i'll, I'll have one at the end of the show that's a little different than the, <laughs> the one in the beginning of the show who knows uh also uh you know mostly to to make you laugh well, and it like, does. This, 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 like, I mean, not everything is about the show. Mm, like, sometimes it's about popping you. <laughs> well, you know, the reality is this show, this whole thing started just because we like to get on, on here and talk baseball. Um, we I know it was, it was a grand idea. I think uh, it was the, uh, we, we had, we had this idea for a long time. And uh, sometimes you just got to run with it. And if you're listening for the first time, we're a couple of former professional wrestlers who had uh, admirable 
journeyman careers in the uh, independent scene of professional wrestling. Um, I, I haven't had a, a job outside of professional wrestling now since 2010. Hmm. And Kevin was an NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. So, um, you know, the credentials are there. And uh, we like talking about the Rangers baseball team. And uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm saying this like there's a whole bunch of people listening for the first time today. But anyways, <laughs> we'll get past that on to uh, uh, the first bit of the show. Sure. Uh, if you want to find me on the social medias, you can find me at Manimal Bull on Twitter Manimal 300 on Instagram and both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. Find me on there. Ask some questions. Hey, I mean, send me fundraisers for your kids. Ask people around. I'll, I'll, I'll send them out. I'll give you a couple of bucks and, and, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We pass it along. Yeah. We both did. Uh, we, we saw a little, uh, you know, uh, kind of a little fundraiser chain going on on Twitter and, um, you know, it's, it's rare that you actually get to do something good. Um, you know, obviously like we, you know, on, on a personal, well, level, and, this is good, and, but, but like do some real good for the world. Um, and you get to, that, that the, being a podcaster actually gives you an opportunity to do something like that. And I mean, another, you know, it's something that we can do to help our community and, and, uh, and the baseball community. And, uh, you know, uh, young kids love playing baseball. I want them to, to succeed at every corner. So if you got a youngster playing ball and, and you, and you need 10 bucks, hit me up on one of those, on those, or if you've got a, uh, if you've got a need, we're, we're there to share those as well. Well, yeah. And if you actually on Twitter, if you go to the, um, let's see, it's the Rangers report podcast. So we're giving them a nice little, little, little pub here on the show, but it's the Rangers report podcast. Um, they're doing a, they're doing a fundraiser for, this is totally off the cuff that we've got going on here, but I feel like it's worth mentioning on the show, but they're doing a fundraiser um, for it's called what if, and it's a medical emergency. But if you go onto their, uh, onto their Twitter account, and again, this is going to be uh, one more time. I, I got to pull it up here. The Rangers report podcast. Um, and there's actually a, um, there's actually a little link in there and they'll have it on their, on their Twitter feed or their X feed. So go on there, get to a good cause, uh, help our podcasting Rangers podcast community uh, support each other and, and, you know, do something, do something, do something good um, that came out of our mutual love for baseball. Yeah. Now uh, we're going to pay some bills. Yeah. So pay some bills. Saturday, March 23rd, Martin house brewing Matt war pro is back with a brand new show. Um, it's going to be a big, big time event. Uh, the Hell's Half Acre Tournament, which is an annual tournament that uh, started last year. Now we're having the second year of it. Last year it was for the actual Trinity River Heritage title. This year, the prize at the end is that number one contendership for it. All of our favorite people are going to be out there at the show. All of the great wrestlers are going to be there. We're going to have uh, food on site. The great beer from Martin House Brewing. Our friends at Starry Ice Cream will be out there. So come on out. Have a good time with us at Matt War Pro because it's going to be a big time. Um, Kevin, I know he's been out to some shows, and I know he would highly recommend them because it's really good wrestling at, a, at an affordable price. Yes, and great venues, too. Those venues are always a lot of fun, uh, very welcoming, great food, great ice cream, uh, fun crowd, really live, 
really live crowd, man. They get really into it. So a lot of fun, uh, lots of good wrestling. So definitely come check us out um, for the next upcoming Matt War Pro event. So, again, we've talked a lot about a lot of things, but we have to talk about baseball. So let's go jump right in head first around the league. Um, one guy that we talked about as one remember when we had our little segment about like the, the old. old guys, the guys that are the, the longest tenured major leaguers still on the free agent list. Well, one of them is no longer a free agent and he goes to the Cardinals. Brandon Crawford, I think it's a good move for the Cardinals, man. Well, the Cardinals have a really young kid playing shortstop this year, Mason Wynn, who is a, an unbelievable uh, slick fielding infielder that has a rocket, throws the ball across the diamond at 100 miles an hour. And uh, um, he's real young. I mean, I think he's like 21, something like that. Um, they're bringing in Brandon Crawford. If it doesn't quite work out, if he's not hitting just yet, you've got a really surefire, dependable guy. Uh, to back him up, and I imagine Crawford, I mean, he's got like, what, 38 gold gloves or something like that, so <laughs> I imagine he could play some second, he could play some third as well. Yeah, I, I think Crawford, too, the bat, you know, you got a decent bat, too, so if he had to fill in some at DH. Absolutely. I, well, and I don't think that it would be any kind of um, uh, downgrade at, uh, at the, uh, you know, if he's playing outside of Arenado at third. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in up the middle for the Cardinals. Nolan Gorman's a good young hitter. So if you, I mean, if you've got Brandon Crawford in there with him or Mason Wynn, you're starting to, you know, help develop those guys as well. Yeah. So I like the signing. Um, and now yet again, the, um, the vaunted Dodgers uh, start making even more moves. They are not going to, they're not. They're not going to rest, man. They're. They're going to be. Well, they got moves to make. They got uh, people to see and and championships to win or whatever, right? I mean, that's the goal for the Dodgers this year. You don't spend on what nine hundred million dollars or whatever in free agency if you're not expecting to win. And uh, um, I think with with uh, Kike Hernandez, he's a guy that's comfortable in that clubhouse. They like him. They traded for him last year to get him back in the uh, back in the building. So. He's a guy they like, and I would see him being nothing but a guy that helps develop uh, Gavin Lux and uh, some of the young guys that they've got around there and, and spell Max Muncy a little bit at third and, um, you know, and Mookie Betts play in the outfield or something like that. You can have him play some second as well. Yeah, so just a little veteran leadership there. And um, they go ahead and send um, Margot. Manuel Margot. Yes. Yeah, Manuel Margot. Yeah, to the Twins, I guess, just to make room for the for Hernandez. Yeah, and the Twins can use Margot a little bit more than the Dodgers. He's got more of a, a chance to play in a platoon situation out there. And, uh, you know, he can help that team probably a little bit more than he can help the Dodgers. So it's probably a good move for both teams. I don't know what Minnesota sent back. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it just yet, but I did see Margot to the Twins. Yeah, just maneuver, just just roster maneuvering going on. So thank goodness that's all that we've got around the league today because we've got some fun Rangers news and we got a box score. So yeah, lots of young guys played today too. It's uh, fun to watch them play. It's fun to check in on them and uh, and it's and it's really beautiful just to hear Eric Nadell's voice again. <laughs> well, I had the guilty, I had the guilty, uh, the guilty face on all day because we pretty much text for like 12 hours today 
And so, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, had, I had the guilty yeah. face at work where I had to make, not guilty, but I had to, to look like I'm working, um, texting face, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's real serious. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm doing is real serious right now, but we were, we were texting all day about the game, all day about baseball. And it, man, I'm telling you, it was a, it was a ton of fun. Um, well, you know how it is. Brock Burke talk can get real serious real fast. It can, and it, and, and it, and it, and it probably should. Um, but, Let's talk about what we got so far. Like right now, uh, the facts, what we got. So Evan Carter, John Gray, both playing on the backfield. Man, how are you feeling about Evan Carter on the backfield? Yeah, I think I saw Wyatt Langford on the backfield too. Uh, Evan Carter, I'm just glad he's back out there playing. I uh, heard he hit a uh, home run off of John Gray. So, uh, <laughs> But I didn't see it was so much that uh, John Gray um, wasn't throwing well. It was more that Evan Carter got him. Um, and that happens to every good uh, major league pitcher. And uh, I think like the motto, right, is that like you can deal with the solo jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you give up a solo home run, no big deal. You don't want to give up that three run. Right. You don't want to you don't want to start putting crooked numbers up with home runs. And um, but anyways, John Gray, I, you know, kind of getting a slow roll. It's a long season. He's getting up there in age a little bit, you know, so um, I could see. Uh, I kind of saw that uh, Bochi was talking about slow rolling a handful of guys just because of how their season ended last year with injuries and how he can, uh, you know, he's got plenty of time to get them ready. It does, not in any hurry. Um, so good to see Evan Carter back playing on the backfields. And that's where you're going to kind of see uh, Adalis Garcia, Jonathan Hernandez, John Gray, um, for a little while, just kind of Jonah Heim as well. I don't think he's going to catch. I think he is going to catch uh, his first game on Wednesday. So you'll start seeing those guys slowly move into those lineups, and you'll start seeing some of those uh, younger guys lose some of that time that they've had. Well, and you also got to remember, like, the Rangers played a long, a lot of baseball last year, and it was a long season. And most of the guys that you're talking about, um, you know, were, were playing deep into that. Uh, deep into that portion of the season so yeah smart move you know and like and like we were like I was saying was you know Adolis Garcia Jonah Heim John Gray all dealt with issues at the end of the season last Mm -hmm. year with Heim with his wrist and Garcia with the back and then um, Gray had a little bit of an injury going into the playoffs right yeah and and you know great that makes a great point and it's it's also really important to remember that like Bochi man, like he was masterful in the way he managed these players, like their time off, the way he managed the roster, you know? Um, and, and again, like I would probably could go off on a, on a, on a goofy tangent about prior manager and some of the lineups that got thrown out there that didn't make any sense. But with Bochi, like the lineups were always obviously they made like you knew and what he was doing, like very consistent. Right. It was very consistent with his lineup. He, I mean, he made more moves in the postseason with his lineup than I think he probably made most of the season. Well, but also when um, it came down to resting and- guys, like when he would rest players, uh, especially like say we were on a three out of four. You know, say we had a – or not three out of four, but like a three-game series, especially on the road, and say the Rangers took the first two games, I mean, you were seeing the B team 
Uh, yeah, and you were seeing guys get rest, and you yep. were seeing guys, you know, knowing that they were going in with a with a victory for the series, and then you know, still being relatively competitive with no matter who they threw out there. Right. Well, and that's I think what helped them down the stretch when they did have some injury issues, and they did have to have guys Jankowski uh, step in and play time. They'd had they've had the experience. They were they'd had a chance to get some at bats. Um, had some valuable experience that the team, you know, Bochi trusted them in certain situations. So again, these lineups made sense. They were easy to see what was going on. Um, and they, again, I think for the players, that consistency was great. But the main point I'm making here is that Bochi really understands the idea of like how long the season is. And he's playing the long game. He played the long game all year last year, even when it felt painful. Um, but look how right, off right. the long run. Yeah, and that and that's what normally you know when you trust in your guys and you know that you've got a good squad and Bochi knew that he had a good squad and and things maybe didn't end the uh, the way they wanted to in the regular season but they they did everything they had to do to get it right in the in the postseason and and honestly I mean that's just a that's a real credit to guys like Jankowski Duran Smith. All those guys, when called upon last year, all of them came up big for them in certain situations, and then it and then it got even bigger as the year went on with finding, you know, like Evan Carter, and and then you know Heim goes down, Garver steps right into the catcher position, does it like he's done it a mil- you know, I mean he's. He was a good veteran, you know, like those they had good veterans up and down the lineup. And when you look at it this year, there's still those good veterans up and down the lineup. You've just got some youth now that's kind of made their way into it. And whereas you would have seen like Grossman uh, last year, you're, you're seeing more Evan Carter this year. And where you would have seen like Mitch Carter, Mitch Garver last year, you would have seen you're seeing Evan or Wyatt Langford and Justin Foscue and some of these young guys that are getting an opportunity. And it uh, doesn't mean that a guy like Ezekiel Duran or Josh Smith might not take that uh that role, it just means those guys are stepping into it. And I mean, you're watching, I mean, guys like Ornelas and, um, and Foscue and those guys, they're putting a lot into this right now, trying to, trying to make every at bat count and, and get everything that they can out of each at bat right now. And, uh, you know, they're trying to get their, their mark on this lineup with Bochi the same way that the guys that we talked about last year that that did with you know Grossman and Garver and and some of those guys yeah and you know one of the other kind of parts to that is that for a lot of these younger guys like this is their world series like this is this is pressure time for them you know this to to earn their ability to, to break camp with the major league squad and I read it best uh, t- today. Bochi said that uh, uh, you know the young guys that were on the team last year and won a world championship. They have a sense of pride about being world champions, and then the young guys that are here, they want to have that same feeling. So they've got that same vibe about them, where they're doing everything they can to get better and learn and and progress with the club so they can get right back in that situation again and help this thing whenever it's ready to win another World Series. No, I love it. Um, One more quick thing about Evan Carter. Apparently, Evan Carter and Wyatt Langford, they've had those guys uh, kind of attached at the hip 
um, in every way. Uh, they're batting. They're in their same. They're in the same like batting groups and um, fielding groups, and uh, they're net batting against, batting next to each other in the lineup. Um, I kind of like it. It builds some camaraderie. I think it's kind of like two guys that are in kind of similar but not quite exact same situation. And Carter, you know, sometimes pairing, say, you know, Langford, who obviously is, you know, sky high confidence, but he's not done it yet. Um, comparing, you know, pairing him with a, a, a veteran, like established veteran, like maybe Garcia, you know, the gap between where Langford is and where Garcia is, is pretty big. I mean, we're talking three or four seasons or five seasons and uh, Garcia's ALCS. You know, this three. And, I mean, like, Garcia has done some things right now that Wyatt Langford could only dream of at the big league level. But Evan Carter's just a couple steps ahead. You know, he's yeah. he's only been up called up at the big leagues for a little bit, and he's had some major success. So I think it's a good little – a good idea because it's like, hey, here's what comes next. Here's the next step. Here's what I did just recently to get to get my big league career started off on the right foot. Well, and don't forget that that Evan Carter started the season last year in Frisco. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was, you know, Triple A on the verge of, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, it, he it really took late in the year him progressing through the minor league system and having an injury to get him to the big leagues. And once he was there, you know, uh, you know, he's he's one of those guys that probably will never go back. Yeah, and, and bring up a great and, point, the injury thing, you know, like opportunity not. <laughs> well, and that's that's almost – I mean, when you look at it this year, um, if if there's – barring anything, I mean, I would think that Wyatt Langford is going to start the season at least in AAA. I wouldn't doubt it. And I think – I mean – I think it would be a good move for the – for the for, for him um, to have to kind of play his way up, but – at the same time, and it could be, go ahead. And it could be financially too. Why they do it, you know, you have to wait like a week before you can call a guy up, and before you, and then you get an extra year out of them, you know. Yeah. So, um, it could be something like that. But overall, I think Wyatt Langford and, and Evan Carter, uh, they're looking at them as the future of this team. And I mean, I know that right now the 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 bright spots are Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, but you know, those guys are in their 30s now, which doesn't mean anything. I think that both of those guys still have several years of really good baseball left in them. But somebody's got to take those reins when those guys start to hit that peak and start working their way back down. Yep, yep. Well, hey, we, we've spent a good couple of minutes talking about a couple of the Rangers' top prospects in Wyatt Langford and, and Evan Carter. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some of their top prospects a little bit later when we uh, do this box score. But before we get to that, let me tell you guys real quick about our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover all things Rangers, minor league. And, man, our latest episode, we covered the uh, Down East Wood Ducks position players. And, man, I'm telling you, it's going to get – it's getting exciting because there's a lot of players uh, at that level that are really – we're talking about the future of this, this organization. Uh, we also talk about the top ten second baseman within the organization. We also uh, give a little more in-depth uh, coverage of the players that are, you know, in the minor leagues that are going to be minor leaguers most likely this year, uh, going a little more in-depth on uh, their game, uh, their spring training game and, and how that went. 
Um, and that's how we'll continue uh, going forward. So go to our website, www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com. All one word. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, and you can also subscribe on our Spotify page. It's only $1.99 a month. So it's not like we're asking you to break the bank. And that will help you make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. So go over to the website, hit that subscribe button, get your minor league information, and uh, become officially become one of our air quotes farmhands uh, and join uh, down on the farm with the boys. That's it. That's my commercial. That's, that's the commercial. Sounds like a well, man, tell us a little like bit what we're going to be covering. What are we going to be covering up this upcoming week? Because we also have some cool stuff upcoming. Well, this week we'll go over some of those young guys and their performances at spring training. We'll probably have a little bit of backfield spring training stuff starting for the minor league guys as well, where we'll start getting to see some of those uh, guys that weren't non-roster invites start hitting the field and playing some um, some minor league action. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go over some of those guys that we're going to see um, – maybe Arizona complex league and the Dominican summer league that are kind of bright spots in the Rangers organization. And then uh, we'll have the top 10 third baseman in the Rangers organization this week. So there you go. A lot of exciting stuff uh, on the horizon for our exclusive content. So go make us, uh, make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. All right, let's get to it. We got a box score, man. Hey, we have a uh, we have an actual final score today too. Oh yeah, we're not we're not still waiting for the game to end. I don't know <laughs> if it ended yet or not. I think they're still playing out there. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Rangers, uh, Rangers take on the Chicago White Sox. Um, so let's let's get let's dig right into. It. Are we going to start with pitching? Yeah. I, I, well, I was going to give you the summary scoring okay. real quick. Uh, the Rangers did get a, a triple in the second inning from Sam Huff. And he was driven in in the uh, um, by a uh, 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 oh gosh I can't think of his name now the, Harris, the kid that Dustin, Dustin Harris. Harris yeah Dustin Harris I'm sorry Dustin Harris uh, um, ground ball and that tied the score I believe at one apiece uh, the Rangers trailing two to one going into the seventh inning they got a handful of uh, Justin Foscue double. Yep. Um, Derek Hill was hit by a pitch, Blaine Krim doubles, uh, Cam Colley, who was pinch running for Justin Foscue and Derek, uh, Hill home. And then, uh, they got a, a, a single from Elia Hernandez who continues to make every case that you can possibly make to make a team. Um, need drives in Blaine Krim to score the, uh, um, the, the, the fourth run attack on run. It was then gunned down at second base for his second caught stealing of the spring. But anyway, that's uh, different. We're not talking about this. We're talking about that big RBI single that added an extra run for the Rangers. Blaine Krim with a, a two RBI double that uh, drove in the, the game winning run in the seventh inning, a three run inning. Some of those young guys finally, finally saw some pitching that was closer to their level of, of play. And then they jumped on it. Yeah, and I mean that's pretty exciting to to see that kind of thing happen. You got to think, you know, bringing a smile to the face of the coaching staff, seeing these young bucks uh, step up and uh, you know huff with a triple, big huff 
with the triple. Oh, oh um, running it out. Right. And then yet again, Cam Colley scores yet another run uh, without even having to hit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just uh, 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 a lot of fun to, to see a box score like this. Uh, you know, uh, don't forget, you know, Zeke Duran uh, got him got him a hit today. And then uh, what's Walsh's first name? Jared Walsh. Walsh. He's had a hit both times during uh, in both games he's played so far. Foskey with a big double today. That was, yeah. that was good stuff. Yep. Yep. Foskey had the double. Um, you know, Hill also scored a run. So you got to like that. And then Jonathan Ronellis. Um, I, I feel like this is the first time I've seen him with a box score getting a hit at the major. Yeah, I believe this. Uh, I think that was his first hit of the uh, spring. So well, and he didn't um, get a hit last year when he came up to the bigs. Um, so he know. had several hits last year in spring training. He had a really nice. <laughs> oh yeah, spring yeah. Last he had a- year. And if you remember correctly, I, I believe he was with the big squad all the way up, and then he was. It was between him and Jankowski on who was going to be that last twenty-six man. Oh yeah, I remember he had an amazing. Uh, spring training last year so maybe he makes another case for himself this year maybe this is the beginning uh of uh of something good so rangers pitching um not bad not bad i mean not bad but uh the some chinks in the armor Mm -hmm. uh colwin wasn't very good today he um but uh outside of him uh, I, i thought he did a really good job in the first inning after he got in trouble of limiting the damage he got a ground ball that scored a run there in the first inning or whatever, but then he was able to get a strikeout and a little pop fly to get himself out of it. Second inning, he wasn't in too bad a shape, uh, just was out of pitches. And uh, uh, Robbie Alstrom came in, uh, shut the door for that half inning. And um, overall, an inning and two-thirds, gave up a couple of hits, walked a guy, hit a guy, um, threw a wild pitch. A very, a very... Cole win like box score. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing that like. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think Zach Kent was very bad. Like I, he gave up a couple of hits, but there were some pretty good players that he gave those hits up to, and was able to get out of that thing with just the one run over a couple of innings. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Diego Castillo was impressive, mm-hmm. just like Jose Tanaka was the other day. And I uh, heard that Tanaka was throwing real well on the backfields today too. So. Um, those guys making a case for themselves. Another guy that's uh, progressing in the organization, probably Rule Five, um, at this point after this year is Grant Wolfram. He had a nice inning. He did have a walk, um, but overall got himself around it no problem. Mark Church was really good. Um, um, Daniel Robert, um, not bad. Gave up a hit. Um, worked around it. Got a nice strikeout, and then Burling Mare. Uh, finished the game off uh, just the one walk, and the, the Rangers got out of that thing a couple of runs, couple uh, six hits, couple of runs, um, four walks. Uh, would have preferred that number to be down a little bit because yep. you got the hit by pitch, and um, you know, so but you you prefer that number to be down a little bit. But overall, a good pitching performance from basically not one major leaguer through today. Yeah, yeah. Well. Speaking of pitching, there was a uh, familiar name uh, throwing over on the other side uh, for the White Sox. There was, yeah. Um, a guy that we were really high on here. He throws 100 miles an hour, but he's uh, kind of afraid to throw it. Alex Spees 
they did have a meeting with him on the mound. Looked like he might have hurt something, but he stayed in the game. We'll see how that progresses. But uh, he gave up a hit, walked a guy, but uh, overall pretty decent from Alex Spees over there uh, for the Chicago White Sox today. Yeah. Now you know maybe and and I'm I'm the 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 little animal has joined us uh, in the show, so he is now officially uh in the in the loop with uh with this box score um but that that eliminates my ability to use my uh my laptop or my tablet for uh looking up baseball stats because we're watching miss rachel to keep him under control so help me with some of these names because these are a couple guys we haven't talked about now um, Alstrom, we've talked about a little bit, but really good. To- Alstrom was on our top 40 list. Right. So we've talked about him. He's a guy that, I mean, they got from the Yankees somewhere. Yep. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but he's got good strikeout stuff. He's a big dude. A big- he looks intimidating. Um, he's, he's the type of guy that I think he could stick here. And I think he could help the big league team this year. I mean, I imagine that he'll start the season at uh, round rock and he'll be, you know, kind of on that cusp the same way that Mark Church and Antoine Kelly are. Yeah, and then now Diego Castillo, we talked about him when he got, I guess he got signed. I, I guess we gave him like a... It was the NRI we talked about. I believe at one point Diego Castillo was like a setup man or a closer <laughs> for the, the Mariners. Yeah, no, his 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 pedigree, um, man, he, he could... De- we talked about him at length at, on one of our episodes, I know. Because I remember, I remember looking at the numbers and going, "Man, if this guy comes back to form, he could be a like a winning side of the bullpen guy." Like he's yeah, he was a guy that up. I think they signed him with the the telling him, letting him know that we have four guys going on uh, the sixty day IL the moment spring training opens up, and you can make this team easily make the team. Man, because I think there's a ha- I mean, there's a couple of those guys on this team right now that they could. I mean, him, uh, Samson, Samson. Uh, uh, Green, Shane Green. There's some guys out there that could help this team out and, and be put on that 40-man um, without the Rangers having to make a move to lose guys. Yeah, so, and then obviously Grant Wolfram, a guy that Wolf Ram, a guy we want Big to lefty. make this team. We want him to make this team. We want him to be uh, in this bullpen. A big boy, a lot of, you know, dominant kind of pitching guy. Would love to see him make. We've talked about him and Mark Church at length. Now, the next guy, um, Daniel, Daniel Robert. Robert. Yeah, Daniel Robert. Now, not a guy that we've talked a ton about. Um, you know, has pitched in the Rangers organization, looks like, for a while, um, mostly. Now, go ahead. If you go back with us to last year at spring training at this time, we were talking about Daniel Robert quite a bit because he was making quite a few appearances with the big club on an NRI last year as well. Um, so he's one of those guys that he's, uh, he's got a really good split finger mm-hmm. and he's just got to get himself in a position to where he's ahead and counts to use it. Okay. Okay. So there's him. And then Burling Mayor, another guy that we really haven't um, talked a whole lot about. looks like he's, you know, had basically, um, Another guy that just doesn't have a lot of history with that we haven't talked a lot about. So, what do you know about? Um, what's let me get the first name? Reed Burlingmare. Very, very little. Mm. I've been, you know, he's a guy that they've had since 
I don't know. Uh, he was released by the A's. Um, and then the Rangers signed him on June 6th of last year. He was released in August by the, or July, June by the A's. He was with uh, Lansing, basically, and then he ended up being released by them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 23rd of August in 2022, and then the Rangers signed him, and we talked about it when they signed him. And then he was activated several times, but didn't pitch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so this is really the first I've got of him really in, in his career of throwing, throwing a baseball. Love it. Well, we'll get some more background on him and probably uh, give a little more detail once we get uh, probably on our exclusive content, just to, just to get into the weeds a little bit, because these are the kind of guys we, we like to get into the weeds with. But uh, some cool, some cool names that we haven't seen, um, you know, popping up on these box scores. Uh, obviously, some names we have seen, but you know, I, I just it's it's really encouraging to see these younger players, um, you know, having having an inning themselves, having their own, you know, kind of having their own thing, and then you got the pitchers um, coming in as well. So it's kind of like um, you know, because I think Wolfram. Uh, church, both of those guys were pitching uh, during that seventh, eighth inning, um, or I'm sorry, sixth, seventh inning when when the Rangers' offense was making the rally. So it's kind of like on the pitching side, you got Wolfram pitching in the sixth, you got Church pitching in the seventh, and then you know the offense breaks out and does that thing, um, and then you have a couple of other young, younger kind of unknown pitchers coming in and closing the thing out. So. Well, now Robert, I mean, he's at Triple A. It's not like he's, uh, you know, I mean, he, he's he's a, he's a, an advanced uh, reliever, right? Um, he does, yeah. Um, but a guy that uh, last year at spring training had a pretty good spring, uh, just I don't think was ready and uh, showed kind of when he was at Triple A that he wasn't. Right, right. Well, um, I think that wraps it up for today. I think the only thing we didn't get to talk about. I was just going to say real quick that uh, Grant Wolfram did get the win. Burling Mayer got the save. And then the uh, the loss went to Frazier Ellard, a 26-year-old lefty. Um, that was a eighth-round pick for the uh, White Sox in 2021. Yeah, and a little bit of closing news. Chase Lee uh, going to be out till May. Uh Bullpen guy, triple A level bullpen sidewinder. Yeah, throws throws underhand um, or from the side arm. Uh, interesting guy. Doesn't throw extremely hard, but uh, has interesting stuff. And then now I'm going to tee you up for something you do as good as anybody. Um, All star game festivities released. Uh, you had some stuff. You had, you had the schedule. Um, I felt like. You, this is like something you do great when you like cover like schedules or games or anytime there's like a list of stuff to talk about. So I'm going to kick it over to you and let you tell the people what's going on on all-star weekend and that they might be able to see the boys uh, out there at least at a couple of things. Well, yeah, I'm going I'm to try and make it out for a little bit. I saw that the uh, draft is going to be Friday, seven twelve. Um, they're going to have, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sunday, 714 they're going to have it out at the stockyards in uh fort worth which i'll probably be out there for that i know the rangers pick late but 
I'm still interested in who they're going to be picking. I hope they take like a, a, a an advanced college bat mm-hmm. down there in the 30. Don't try and pick some high ceiling, uh, well, uh, some high ceiling high school kid that runs really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, they're going to have the uh, historically black college and university classic on Friday, 7 12. The All-Star Commissioner's Cup will be here basically 7-12 through the 15th. And then um, the Futures game is Saturday the 13th, which probably another something I'll probably try and make it out for. And then you can visit um, the Ballpark Village, which is going to turn into All-Star Village throughout the weekend. And then uh, Monday, 7-15 is the Home Run Derby and on Tuesday, July 16th, the All-Star Game will take place in Arlington. And uh, the best from the National League will play the best from the American League, or at least two of the fans decided were the best. Yeah, like I told you guys, best in the business with stuff like that. Um, thank you for taking us through that. Watch the first thing. Watch the first thing right out of the bat, right out of the chutes. <laughs> Well, Awful. no, no one would have noticed, but uh, unless you said something, but uh, yeah, thanks for doing that. I think that's all we got for the day, man. Well, anything you're excited about on the all-star game weekend that you want to go out and see? Would that definitely, I mean, I always want to go to the all-star game, um, but I think the, uh, you know, I'm going to, man, I'm going to try to get as much in as I can. I'd love to see my first home run derby live. That would be cool, but I think it'd be cool to hang out for the draft. Um, that sounds really cool to me. Um, just something that, you know, especially for us, since we're so into, um, you know, the minor leaguers and, you know, just what goes on uh, in the farm system to kind of, you know, be there firsthand to see uh, to see that. I think that would be really cool. And then, you know, I guess just kind of the um, just <laughs> I guess it all boils down to kind of like what what kind of what kind of how much money um, the uh, the wife allows me to spend um for this i have a a daily stipend just for how much money how much money i can spend eating food um so you know the futures game i have a feeling we'll be out there doing stuff together but i think the futures game would be great to go to obviously the all-star game would be great um so probably and i forgot to mention the the celebrity game is on saturday with the all-star game too those are always fun well depends depends on who's going to be uh what celebrity is going to be out there very true. I mean, Very true. Uh, if Will Farrell's going to be out there, I'm I'm in. Yeah, I was out in Arizona that year that he um um filmed that movie where he played for like eleven teams and eleven like, but I didn't know about it until it was happening that day, and I didn't I was wrestling, so I didn't have a chance to go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see who's on that celebrity list, but definitely love to see the futures game. Um, definitely want to get out there for the draft, and then of course you know the the festivities. Uh, whatever, like I said, I'll, I'll have to get a stipend from from my better half before I find out. Uh, you're going to you're gonna have to start taking your lunch. Right, right, right. Weeks. Yeah, saving up for the All-Star game and then really saving up for opening day. So uh, we're going to have to figure something out because uh, this it's what we do. So uh, anyway, well, hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's been a blast, per use. Um, just a little bit of extra pep in our step. Because uh, we are we are in full swing for baseball season. Um, again, uh, don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check us out on the website, 
on the World Wide Web, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Grant Wolfram got a win in a spring training game today. <laughs> where you can uh, subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers, minor league, just $1.99 to get subscribed. And you, too, could become one of the farmhands. And thank you for following us on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks to all of our subscribers uh, who are our dedicated farmhands to our exclusive content. For the little manimal, for the 300-pound manimal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.